0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This A's Cast download is brought to you by LinkSoul. Go to LinkSoul.com. And by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to NessBetting.com. It's time to talk pitching with the pitching guru, Scott Emerson. Chris Townsend sits down with the A's pitching coach exclusively on A's Cast. Ah! Side corner, ring him up, and Eaton can't believe it. Perfect pitch right on the black. Here's Chris Townsend. Uh, Scott Emerson, let's be honest. They say this is arguably the best playing surface in all of baseball.
1: Yeah, 100%. You look at this field, uh, the ground balls are true. Uh, It's just a a beautiful place to come every day and and, uh, sit in the dugout and watch a great baseball game, and, and the field is outstanding.
0: Well, this is the pitching coach for your Oakland Athletics, and he's going to lead us off today. Uh, Congratulations on a season where you taught your butt off. And I think people forget, we think of big league coaches as you guys roll the balls out, you walk around during batting practice, it's the big leagues, guys don't need to be taught, there's not a lot of learning going on there, you sit behind the pitchers, you have sunflower seeds and watch bullpens. That's not how it goes. I've watched you, and I know a lot of people are not going to talk about it, but I've watched the effort. That's why I say congratulations because your effort this year and the amount of teaching that I've seen, so then the times at times too, out on the road, you put a lot of work in this year, and I just want to tell you, great job.
1: Well, I appreciate it. You know, it, it's uh, you know the guys are working their butts off. Uh and I got a lot of uh, you know support around the the organization from our analysts and uh, you know the front office that you know pretty much gives me the freedom to try to get these guys better each and every day. And and our bullpen coach Mike McCarthy and Marcus Jensen, our 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 catching coach, and you know the skipper Kotsay, Mark Kotze, who you know you know a lot. It's a lot of input. You know, it's just. You know, you, let, you got a listener. You got to be a good listener. You got to listen to the players. Uh, you know, you always tell them, I don't work for you, you don't work for me. We work together to get you to be the best pitcher that you can possibly be. And that's, you know, you know compiling the data, understanding them. And I think that's the most important part. You don't want to be a drop down in their toolbar. And uh, you got to have the imbi- ability to let them speak and understand who they are, who they want to be, what they want to do. And then, you know, give them some uh, guidance to uh, what we think they are and what we think they should be doing, and then collaborate it out and and bring the best out of everybody. And I I think next year is going to be the year we're really going to see what we're learning. You know, we, we can teach guys till we're blue in the face, but at the end of the day, it's how much they can process and how much they can learn. And then there's some guys you give big data to and big information to, and there's some guys you got to dummy it down a little bit. Doesn't mean they don't understand it. it just means that there's small pieces that they take. And uh, you know, when you're building a pitcher, it's it's really you know not about how to build them for quick instant success. It's it's building them for long um, sustainability. Can they do this over the long haul? Can they build a routine? Can they throw quality strikes? Do they understand pitching? Do they understand how their ball moves? Who are you? I think that's one thing I I like asking our guys sometimes, who are you? And let them give me the feedback.
0: Yeah, how do you compete? It doesn't matter what sport you're in. Like, where do you fit? Right now, football's going on. Everybody talks about, you know, how big football is. Well, in the football world, where do you complement the offense? Where do you complement the defense? How do you help this team win? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And that's one of the things that when we sat here and talked to Shay Langaliers about all the different pitchers he's had to learn, well, that's all the different pitchers that you have to teach, that you have to make better. And you've got guys coming in and out and in and out. The great Mickey Morbido, our traveling secretary, has been on the phone with Southwest more than any traveling secretary ever. And he's he's he said this is the record amount of flights that I've ever booked. So – what is it like dealing with all these pitchers? And a lot of pitchers, you don't even know how long they're going to be here.
1: Well, it's no doubt that uh, our catching core, uh, Shea and Tyler and, and Carlos, they've had a real tough job because now they've got to keep getting some pitchers and understanding what they like to do. And sometimes you don't even know what they're good at until they're here in the big leagues. You know, we, we get all their data and what they like to do in the minor leagues and who they are. But when they get to the big leagues, sometimes it changes. Sometimes it alters. That Like, hey, you might need to throw more fastballs. You might need to throw more change-ups. You might need to throw more breaking balls. If you look at, uh, like, Luis Medina, we added a sinker to him this year. We added a slider to him this year. We've cut down on his walks. Uh, from the minor leagues to the big leagues, um, and we're just trying to get him to throw more strikes and gain that success and that confidence. And then next year, it's going to be a little bit more about the quality of those pitches. So, you know, you know, you know the famous saying, "Rome wasn't built in a day," right? So, you know, you're 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 just grinding it. Okay, can we do one thing at a time? You know, and I always talk about you know when you have big tech and you got a lot of data and you're throwing out, hey, can you do this? Can you bap whip your sinker? Can you can you front door your cutter? Those are Hall of Fame type pitches, you know. The the best in the world did that, but they did that over time. And right now with data, you know, guys are trying maybe to do a little bit too much too soon in their career. And right now it's about just filling up the strike zone. Get strike one. Get strike one. Let's move on. And, um, you know, I think it's very important that these guys first understand who they are first. They're building that foundation. They're building a repeatable mechanics. They're building who they are. And, uh, you know, I was quoted the other day is uh, you, you can't you know, decorate the in, inside of your house until you build the house. Right? so you have to build that house before you can go put up the TVs and and put in the, the the unbelievable stove and all that stuff. So the guys have to understand who they are first, and once they understand who they are first and what they can do, then they can start adding. But I, I you know, I'm a true believer. You got to be able to throw strikes before you can start adding other things.
0: So I can't decorate my home until I build the walls and the foundation.
1: Yeah, yeah, because you don't know what it's going to look like. <laughs>
0: You do know that in all these interviews, when you say Rome was not built in a day, we have all these drops in the postgame show. So when the callers call up and complain, we'll throw these things out there. Because, you know, callers can be upset when we throw yeah, out. Rome wasn't built in a day. We play your drops all the time in the postgame. Well, that's you good. speak knowledge. We play oh, your knowledge yeah. in the postgame.
1: Well, you know, um, you know, everybody, everybody has an opinion, which is awesome. And, uh, you know, we just try to do the best we can.
0: All right, biomechanics. We hear a lot about that in sports. If you watch a lot of golf, it re- really so much of the technology that we use today was stuff I, I talk about all the time was-, was brought into golf years ago. And the reason why is because they're trying to sell clubs. That That's the business. You- you're trying to prove why the clubs work. So they- they- they've they done a lot. They started using TrackMan in the 80s, for God's sakes, baseball, Imagine trying to use TrackMan in baseball in the '80s. Well, I mean, my God. Well,
1: what people don't really know and and can't remember is uh, or don't know that uh, we had one of the first portable TrackMans in 2011 uh, at Papago Park uh, in our bullpen, and we had it mounted, but it melted. <laughs> so it was one of those. It was early stages of the portable TrackMan, and you, you just left it up overnight, and the pole and the and the TrackMan part melted and. There went Portable TrackMan. You had to come up with a better idea. So
0: yeah, TrackMan 2011? 2011 we That's were using That's an early this adapter, t- as they would say. Yeah,
1: we were using this technology, uh, you know, it might have been 2012, but we, we were using the technology at least 10 years ago.
0: So you got, the other day, you you have your lab set up, and you got the cameras all around the picture, Edgetronics or whatever they're called, And you know we've talked about Rapsodos, we talk about Hawkeye, all these different stuff. But now, forget metrics. We're looking at how the body moves, and we look at it from all different angles. And everybody's body's tall, short, right, left. Everybody's body moves differently. And now the key is to find out for each player the body movement that helps throw them the ball the best. That's the new science we're in. We're not looking at sabermetric stuff anymore. So much of it's biomechanics, if you can kind of talk us through that.
1: Well, you know, you know, I think uh, biomechanics too much has become a part of uh, uh, cookie cutting. I think when you think of biomechanics, too many people think of this is exactly how you have to do it where, in my opinion, biomechanics is this is how you do it. This is how we can help you do it efficiently or better. Everything works, you know, per se from the ground up, shoulder to hip separation. You know, your pelvis is going to rotate, then your trunk's going to rotate, and then uh, your elbow's going to go out, and then you're going to have uh, internal rotation of your of your shoulder to throw the ball forward. So those are the four major sequences to your pitching mechanics. Now, how fast does your pelvis move? How fast does your trunk move? How fast does your arm move? Those are other things that are measured as well. Then you have what's called motor preferences, and uh, I've been big into studying motor preferences over the last four years. There's horizontal and vertical athletes. If you're trying to get a guy who's a vertical athlete to stay in the ground longer, you're doing him a disservice. Right? He works for more what we call bounce from the top to the bottom. But you know, in, in today's world, uh, we're, we're only talking about one way, and that's from the ground up. That's not necessarily the case if you're looking at somebody's motor preference. And believe me, this stuff is going to pop out and, and be way better information over the next four years uh, than ever before. And uh, there's some great people out there that are motor preference experts and uh, that I've been learning from that understand that not everybody is a drop and drive type pitcher, that there are guys that are tall and fall. Everybody has their own style. Uh, Yes, we're gonna use the ground, but how do we use the ground? And what I mean by the aerial guys, they're called terrestrials and aerials. Terrestrials are guys that use the ground more. They're more rotated guys and aerial guys are more vertical athletes. They're more up and down. They might have more of a, a jump out or a push, but they, they depend more on snap top to bottom rather than lower half. So, you know, everybody's going to have shoulder to hip separation. Some guys are going to have greater shoulder to hip separation than others. Some are going to move it faster than others and sequence it better than others. And some guys are going to have uh, what we call snap and A lot of it depends on your thoracic spine, whether you're a high-mobility mover or you're a low-mobility mover in in your thoracic spine. So, you know, you you can't have one guy who's supposed to be tall and fall a tall guy. Look, I'm 6'6". I live up. I see the strike zone way down. A six-foot pitcher is more on plane with the strike zone. He's going to be flattened out more. He's going to see the strike zone a little bit lower. He's probably going to be more terrestrial where I'm guaranteed an aerial guy. I'm working more top to bottom. I'm depending on my my spine and my snap and my finish more than my uh, shoulder to hip separation. So you know no one's really talking about this right now but in europe and in sports and especially soccer in europe most teams have a motor preference expert that uh, helps you identify what profile you are and and that's the next phase of baseball in my opinion that'll be here soon
0: yeah the whole thoracic spine thing i had no idea until i started looking into it when i saw it being taught in golf lessons about how you turn around your lower spine right to help Keep from getting a back injury and we talk so much it doesn't matter the sport you can even go to hockey when you saw when you see the guys they wind up the stick they're digging their 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 their, their skates into the ice they're using it. they're using the ground which is the ice they're digging in the ice and firing the puck so much power comes from leverage from the ground in all sports but as you're saying, some guys use it differently. And I just wonder, it's hard to put, like, I'm not going to put you and J.P. Sears in the same box because you guys are one guy's shorter, one guy's taller. But do we see a consistency that shorter guys, especially shorter hitters, too, you think like Mike Trout, so short and come back, but you see how he leverages the ground with his legs. The difference between basically shorter athletes and taller athletes.
1: Yeah, 100%. You know, when, you know look, uh, like I said, I'm 6'6". I don't want to do squats. I don't want to put a lot of weight and bend all the way down. I got to go much farther than anybody else to to attain a good squat, right? Doesn't mean I I can't do it. It just doesn't. It means my body doesn't like to do it, right? So if you're putting your body in poor positions to throw the baseball, you're putting yourself at risk to not only uh, not be able to throw quality strikes, but you know, put yourself at an injury risk as well.
0: Wow, we just always thought you basketball guys were kind of lazy.
1: Maybe a little bit.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. I love talking about this kind of stuff because it really is the new frontier. And I'm wondering how much of the biomechanics are also a part of how do we keep our guys healthy? Because the strategy of them throwing harder, but we're now going to have them throw less, isn't working. Guys are still getting hurt.
1: Well, there's, there's way more to, you know, how the body moves than just biomechanics. You know, the biomechanics, basically, a lot of it, too, is just... Measuring the skeleton, measuring how the skeleton is moving. Well, there's ligaments, there's tendons, there's fascia, there's a lot of things, there's muscles, there's a lot of things that we're not 100% on. But you know, our biomechanist, Ethan Stewart does a great job of, of using the information that we get and, and predicting, you know, a lot of stuff. And uh, he does a great job with it. So you know, it's really good to have a biomechanist on staff that I can go and talk to and, and you know, we can collaborate on, on mechanics of, you know, if we keep doing this, the predictability could lead to injury. And then there's also, well, this guy is dominating the strike zone. You know, how much do we change somebody who, you know, you know obviously, you know, guys that throw really hard are at an injury risk, right? Yeah. You're not going to tell them, hey, stop throwing hard. You're just not going to do it. Now we're just going to, and if they're pounding the strike zone, it's hard to tell them, hey, stop throwing hard and pounding the strike zone. Your arm's late. But there are are guys that we're trying to work with to put them in better positions.
0: Yeah, I think of the the guy that's going to be the big question mark. And when I talk about your staff going forward, you know, I'm already, you know, J.P. Sears I want to get into. I think hitting the 30 start mark was huge for him, this organization. Uh, in a lot of different ways we'll get to that and then you know about Paul Blackburn and we're now looking at Medina when we start talking about guys that can really help going into next year we're gonna have Joe Boyle on the show in a little bit but I think about Mason Miller it, it, it is it, a lot of teams you draft a kid his velocity's through the roof he hasn't proven to stay healthy how do you keep him healthy we think he's a starter I don't know if that's his future. Like what are your thoughts on Mason Miller and, and how do you get the most out of him to help you win games? And and the key to that is keeping him healthy.
1: Yeah, I think that's, you know, that's what we're going to see over the next 10 days and what we're trying to evaluate over the last month of with him is getting him out just getting him out there first of all and then we'll move into the offseason and see how the offseason rolls with him and then we'll we'll collaborate in spring training or before spring training to really set, you know, what what is best for Mason Miller. And that's a, you know, that's a conversation that we got to have with everybody in the, in in our baseball department and uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, we're going to come up with the best plan for him, uh, not only for him but for us to help us win baseball games.
0: You know, I, I think about JP Sears, that that 30 start mark since we're not going to get a lot of innings now like we used to out of pitchers, I think that's huge. I think it's huge for JP. I think it's huge to see it for the rest of the staff. I think it's huge for the minor leagues, minor leaguers. When he shows up to spring training, everybody's going to know, that guy started 30 games last year. Just talk about getting to that 30 start mark, what that means for JP Sears and the organization. Yeah,
1: it's always great to see guys post up every time they can post up, and uh you know, that's a testament to our strength and conditioning department led by Josh Cuffey and in our athletic training department, uh, Brian Shulman, uh, uh, Brad LaRosa, and Jeff Collins uh, and Elliot. They're out there just, you know, grinding on these guys to keep them healthier, massage therapists. Uh, it, it's just, uh, you know, it's a it's a total team effort to to get this guy and all starters who've done it. Uh, you know, a few years ago, we you know, of course, we had three guys make every single start, and Bassett was the only one that didn't make every start because he got hit by the liner in Chicago. But that's what you want. You want to be able to send these guys out. You want them to be able to post up each and every day. Have they been feeling great every start? No. no. But that's what's called the big leagues, you know, workload management. Yeah, I like it. I understand it. And, you know, we know what it is. But being a big leaguer is being a guy that can post up every five days and start. Yes. And being a big leaguer is having relievers, being able to be uh, uh, ready to pitch as often as possible. That's my definite. This guy's big league. He takes the ball when needed. And uh, that's what you want.
0: All right, let's end on this. I know you got to get out of here. What will you say to everybody? Because this is the last time we're going to talk to you before the end of the season. Which, by the way, I want it on record. You said before the start of this show, you love the baseball playoffs you know we do shows during the baseball playoffs Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You would like to be on a lot of those shows just to break down what's going on in the playoffs. I said I'd
1: come on with we, you, funny. We
0: county. Yes. We we have it on we have it on audio, we have it on video. Uh, we're going to get you on a contract on that. All right. Uh, good. What will you say? What do you, what's the message that you tell the guys heading into this off season?
1: Well, you know, next year we're expected to win. You know, we want to go out there and win. the The uh, training wheels are off. The, the excuses are off. the The rookie status is off, and uh, you know we want to come in and, and expect who you are. You know, that's what I really want to know from these guys next year. Is when they show up to spring training and we start the next season. Here we go. This is what this guy does for us. This is what exactly he gives us. This is who he is. And I think it's important that they know who they are, and we know who they are, and they know who we know who they are. You know, you go out there, and J.P. Sears is expected to make his starts. J.P. Sears is going to be expected to get us into the sixth inning. J.P., you know, keep the game close. And, And that's kind of what you want from everybody. You want to know what you're getting when they take the mound.
0: Well, we got to thank you on a lot of fronts. Because I don't think there is a pitching coach that's on every single series. that We have you on A's Total Access, brought to you by Chevron, our pregame show. You know, I love the rotation as much as I always love the Bob Guerin show every day. I think it's better that we have the manager, the pitching coach, the hitting coach. So we really get an idea of what's going on with the with the big league co- club on all fat, all facets, what you've done for us here on A's Cast Live. You give us more time and more knowledge than any pitching coach in all of Major League Baseball uh we may be hearing some podcasts that you've been coming on but you're very open about what what's going on and what you guys are working on we can't thank you enough for what you give us uh, another great season and just truly for from cody and i we what you do for us is awesome
1: well what you guys do to bring the content to the fans and not only A's fans but baseball fans is awesome and uh to be to be like one of a kind out there is is great and it's great for the organization and uh yeah, you know, we're just going to keep on grinding and keep on battling and keep on getting guys, you know, the best that they can be.
0: Coming up next, I'm still angry about 12 and 13 about the Tigers. Yeah. I haven't let yeah. it go yet.
1: Yeah. Is this
0: like a revenge series? Can we call this a revenge series?
1: Yeah, we yeah, yeah let's do it.
0: Bring back Verlander and Scherzer and Price and well, Porcello, we need, we need, and we need
1: Stephen. Vogt for that base hit, right?
0: Yeah. How about uh, Coco? Coco Crisp. Yeah. How about Balfour Rage? Victor Martinez to get back into it. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Huh? Was that was some good that was times? A good times. <laughs> yeah. This has been a presentation of the Oakland
1: Athletics.